meet Tony Scamparza, a hitman who is having a bad day. Despite the warnings of his boss, he takes the one job he should have avoided at all costs. Because of his insatiable ego, he's killed in the line of duty. However, death is now the least of his problems, as he's immediately recruited by demons from hell. Demons who come to offer him a job. A job of corrupting souls, because heaven and hell are locked in a timeless battle. A battle to recruit as many souls as they can, before all portals to the afterlife close and the world as we know it ends. Set in the world of Immortal Era, Corruptor is a prequel that shows the world before the curse of immortality. Join us for the 28-page debut issue where all hell is sure to break loose. Healing Hands airs every Monday on channel Healing Hands YYC. Hosted by Chanel Bostic, Healing Hands is a massage therapy education show in which Chanel shows you exactly some massage techniques, how to heal, and the basics of getting started. Check it out every Monday at Healing Hands YYC. Click on the link below to subscribe. With Nikki DeCooster? Did I get that right? DeCaster, DeCooster, DeCaster. Whatever. Potato, potato, tomato, tomato. <laughs> I respond to all of them. Hey, you. Hey, hey. I mean, I, I mean, look at my name, right? Yeah. So. I, I didn't even want to attempt it the other day. <laughs> it's like, I'm, Just, I'm scared. It's not even really that bad when you break it down, but it's intimidatingly long. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it, it, it actually, it's very phonetic by and large. The first part always gets people, but besides that, it's Whereas, good. like, mine, the EU suggests DeCooster or DeCaster. But then there's parts of my family that pronounce it as DeCaster. And that's the ones that, you know, I'm involved with. So. Raised you? <laughs> and I kind of like that it subverts expectations. Oh, well, hey. I, that's what fiction is all about at the end of the day. Yes. Let me see if I can get me a little bit more in focus here. That's all good. I didn't realize that this was going to be video too, so. It's all good. Yeah. You know, so for folks that have never seen this before, I do travel shows, which are on my Patreon first. I'm a little behind on that because of just work and interesting opportunities that have come my way in the last week or so. And I'm catching up. I wanted to catch up today, but I'm not quite 100%. Okay, my kid's something I was working uh my psyche was the Calgary Flames open at night, and I walked away. It was like, I'm not 100%. Okay. Rest day today, by and large. So that's what this day is going to be. All right. But besides that, um, patrons wear my videos. I have some those free videos go up first. Then, uh, then after that, which they're a little shorter, but they're essentially the same concept, right? Except in cool places, right? Various cool places. And then uh, all the cool places on the internet. No, no, no. I mean, I literally do it in person. I've got oh. San Diego Comic Con stuff. I got uh, stuff in Calgary. I got stuff in Okotoks, right? I haven't gone full travel mode yet, but that's where this podcast is going. Okay. Where yeah. Where do you live now? Calgary, Alberta. Calgary. Okay. So Comic Con is quite a, really cool. quite a distance. Quite a distance. Fun. Mm-hmm. It was my years of first years of pro there. I've been out to San Jose before, and I did not want to leave. Yeah. Like the feeling of just the earth. Yeah. There, the ocean, the redwoods, it just, everything about it was like home. 
San, San Diego has everything too. It's not the prices. The prices were not home. <laughs> the, the, the prices are home. They're like, hey, you want to come home? We will have one. We'll likely get you home. It's going to cost you. Mm-hmm. But really, if that's the worst thing about a place, it's not so bad. Oh, the earthquakes. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin and, girl. Wisconsin yeah. girl. Earthquakes Meh. are like Meh. too intimidating Meh. to me. I, I, <laughs> give and, give and, me a blizzard. <laughs> I can handle it. Just don't no. shake my house. Why am I shaking my house? While I'm in it. You know. Hey, man, hey, listen, there's nothing in like the one thing about life, and the biggest thing I realized doing this, you're not in control of very much. So, you know, when you think about it like that, earthquakes aren't so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose you could get hit by a meteor right now doing this show live. Yeah, it's possible. It's entirely possible. I mean, I, I did an interview this week where someone's literally in a bunker right now, her family, because she's in Israel right now. Oh, it was an unexpected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little unexpected. That's some craziness going on over there. Yes, she's fine as of as of as of this morning. So the episode's coming up in about a couple weeks, one way or the other, on the audio. Um, you can listen to it on Twitch right yeah. now if you want to. It's a neat conversation. Like it's about like like the big thing. The big thing is, um, you know, most people have an idea how the world actually works, and then you actually go out into the world, and it usually uh, defies expectations. Mm-hmm. That's good. Sense. <laughs> I have a degree in politics, and then I still not sure I fully understand it. <laughs> oh, politics make no sense. Actually, politics make a ton of sense if you understand the base principle today. It's easy. There's no honesty. There's no integrity. There's no transparency. There's no accountability. The psychopaths have risen to the top. Yes, they have. All of them. And it doesn't really matter what party. It doesn't really matter what party you you, yeah. you go with. It doesn't matter because they it, it it's they they're all the same. And a lot of people will listen to that and go, "It's not true." It's like, no, no, no it is true. Look yeah, at what they're the doing. It's the predator class. Mean. It's exactly what it is. Hmm. Yeah, so that's what that's what happened. Now, once so once upon a time, politics were about service, and what it was supposed to be, right? Right, but that's not what it is anymore. It's 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 a merger of corporate interests with with a very specific class of people. That's it, and this is what you get. Yeah, back when I went into politics as my major with a a double major in environmental studies, I was like starry eyed in my twenties, and I was like, I'm gonna change the world and like go into the system and figure out like what can be done to fix it right and i and i did my level best i joined uh, local groups and you know was in with the green party and like trying to work within the system and i just got to see firsthand it was a good experience oh yeah sure a lot of ways just what the corruption looks like and it was so disgusting oh yeah like it, made me physi- it made me physically sick. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was in, you become aware that it's not for a certain type of person. At least that's the perception. And I think that probably should change. It's it's a bad thing that I left. No. It, I think. It, it was good well, for my health, but we need people who actually care to yeah, get but, the reins. Okay. So there's there's two ways of looking at that. There's honestly two ways of looking at that. So 
first is this system as it currently stands is not designed for people that care. So you bailing for your mental health. It was necessary. Was necessary. So that's the first thing. So the second thing is, okay. This system isn't working like it's supposed to on any level anymore. Just about, there's a few, like maybe some local levels that still does some things, but let's be honest, not really, right? So so then you got to ask yourself this, is this a system I want to keep supporting? We haven't come to the point as a people yet where we go, okay, we need to change this. A lot of people are still caught up. Well, my guy is better than your guy because my guy is more likable for some strange reason. Now, again, that, that's what that's where we're at. I think it's because, so I actually, like this morning before I, I passed out, um, passed out hard, I had a buddy of mine talking about, like, again, talking about the Israel bombs, right? And he's talking about, like, standing up to people who, who are saying anti-Semitic things and stuff like that. And my perspective on that is I'm not going to change their minds. I'm not interested in changing their minds. I'm more concerned about the people suffering right now. And that's kind of where, my, where I am on this, yeah, right? Lead by example. Exactly. That's it. That's all you can do. That's all you should do. Like, don't, like, we, we fight each I have a theory. This is my theory. And this is my strange little theory about politics. We fight each other so much because I think a lot of us are afraid to, to, to know what to do next. Because I think deep down we all recognize that the system isn't working. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, where do we go from here? What do we do? Well, I just saw a poll, a recent poll that said that like 63% of people in the U.S. at least um, are ready for a third party. Which is a yeah. big, big shift over just you know even the last twenty years. Sure. So now we buy, and, and now might buy an election or two, but within that two supposes or two. that the system isn't completely rigged on the machine level, and I am. Well, well okay, let's pretty convinced this, that well, it is. Okay. Oh well, let's let's just let's just play a let's just play a very simple game, right? For the for the sake of argument, right? We're just going to keep it nice and level. I don't entirely disagree with you, but I can't prove it. You know what I mean? I can't prove it. Right? I can prove it county by county, like a county yeah. here and county there. But right now there isn't the aggregate data. But no, there's, when you there's start been, looking at little pockets, it becomes clear that if it's good for the goose, it's probably good for the gander. It's yeah. not that much of an extrapolation. You don't have a smoking yeah. gun, but you can see the bullet hole. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> you know. It, no, well, like I said, I'm not. I'm, look, would it shock me? No, at this point, nothing would shock me. Like, like what I get worried about today. This is going to sound very cynical. As a politician says something I agree with, then I'm like, what did I miss? I'm missing something <laughs> what, here. Let's go that here. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 and again, I'm all parties. Well, I, I love how like stuff. when when you came on the the green room we talked about um religion <laughs> and, here, and here i am on your show yeah. talking about oh, sure whatever politics which are what the two things that you're never supposed to talk about and they're the things that i find most interesting <laughs> so anyway well because, because who am because i anyway I, I haven't even introduced myself to your audience well, they're like who the hell is well, this you, girl you, you. We we're just talking, and we already got your name. We are, and you already are introducing, and you are introducing yourself to this audience, whether you realize it or not. Go look me up. 
I'm the only Nikki DeCaster, DeCaster, DeKeister on the internet, so far as I have been able to so, see. So, so what I do, usually, we have our conversation, then we get to all the promotional stuff where people can find you and stuff like that. Okay. I, 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 always, I always find it's good to do at the end of the presentation, not at the beginning. Because then people care, right? Yeah, exactly. In theory. Well, but, 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 but again, if they don't care, then that, that's fine. It saves you some trouble and that saves them some trouble too. Mm-hmm. And if they do care, they're going to, they're going to stick to the end and they're going to, they're going to, they're going to find out more about the mysteries. Well, the yeah. Disasters. And so you can understand why I'm, you know, if I go into politics, it's horror adjacent, which is what I write. It's, it's, it's totally true. <laughs> I, I, I would go see, see, I am actually fascinated by what people believe in too because that's but politics and religion what they have in common is people have stands on them whether they're an atheist whether whether they're an atheist whether they're christian whether they're they're pagan agnostic whether they're um muslim whether they're jewish doesn't matter people have an opinion on how they think the world works which is always fascinating to see and politics is the same way right politically i'm an atheist so it's always interesting to me and i, I say it like that because Again, I trust no parties. I trust nobody in the system anymore. And that's where I'm at. Good, bad, or indifferent. And it's true up here. It's true down there. Like, so, but in this, in that space, I learn more about people, what they see, what they don't see, what they're, like, I can figure out what people's blind spots are just based on, and what they believe in, just based on figuring out where they stand. Oh. See, now I want you to psychoanalyze me here on your show. <laughs> we'll get there. We are, we're only ten minutes on. Although you already did that on the green room too. Yeah, I did. <laughs> think about it. Well, I, I this is like I interview people. Like I've interviewed like you're literally thousands yeah, of people. Thousands. I actually can say that thousands of people. Right? Yeah. So you get to see a theme. Well, I, I see I see stuff right that other people don't like to put together connections and things like that. And it's important as a creative person. That if you're gonna say something, you gotta believe in something. That's just the way it is, right? So, and that's fine. And and what we need to what we need to learn today more than anything else is okay. I don't think me and you see things exactly the same way. Some way things we do, some things we don't. That's fine. That's that, but that's fine. I would rather live in a world where there are different viewpoints, and I welcome that kind of thing because that's that's how I grow, right? I don't live in an echo chamber that way. But a lot of people will be like, I will be like, well, you like this guy, therefore you must be this this kind of person. It's like, no, yeah. not, not necessarily. It's always right? like to subvert those expectations. Well, it's like it's at at this point, in and this point, um at this point, it's just more about okay, people don't want to think about it. It's just easier to have that gut reaction and move on. Right? So whatever I so whatever idea people are enamored with, they can keep it. That's just that's just how I that's just how I see it. I I've, we've hit a point where politics has become mostly virtue signaling and not real conversation, and we're never going to change anything in the world as long as it's that way. Mm-hmm. So, like, people will hear that I'm into the environment and that I worked with the Green Party and stuff, and just assume that I must be against the Second Amendment, and I actually have several guns. and like nothing could be further from the truth like i get it i get the second amendment and yeah no no and where you're living you kind of need them yeah i mean and i'm in wisconsin right so so like yeah wisconsin guns are part of the culture it's 
it's also like I said, it's, it's necessary. You're out, I don't know whereabouts in big Wisconsin you are, but if you're out in farmland, you got coyotes you got to deal with, you got things like that. You gotta you mm-hmm. gotta take care of yourself in the environment you're in. Yeah. Right. You have to be able to do that. It's it's just the way it is. And Alana, a lot. I'm a Canadian. There's a lot of Canadians listening to that will be like, that's not how it's like. No, no, no. It's exactly how it is. Right. It's even that way up here. It's not as advertised up here, but it's it's that way up here too. You you have a lot of people that you know do some basic things to protect themselves. That's what the Second Amendment is really all about. Yeah. Right. Right. So. Oh, I always read it. It's, yeah. It's, it's it's the right to protect yourself. That's that's what it is. And and you know, like I said, I I'm not a big fan of the NRA and what they've done with it. But again, that's part of a bigger problem. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, the money so and the corruption. It, it, yeah. Yeah, it's, that's a bigger problem. It's not. It's not about. It's not about. You know, like I said, I, I do. I think there are guns that probably shouldn't exist. Sure, but they do exist, and they have existed for a very long time. I don't know how to fix it. So, <laughs> I, that, that's it, right? Like a lot of people talk about ARs, right? And I agree. I don't think that gun should exist. But the gun's seventy years old. It's older than I am, right? That I mean, there's a lot of those guns out there at this point. I don't know how to clean that up. I have no idea. Well, Australia did like a buyback program where they were pretty generous from what I understand. So you could get a decent amount, but you're not going to get them all. You're not going to get them all. And also, honestly, and to be perfectly honest, especially in this day and age, people are going to be a lot less trusting of that. Just the way it is. Right. you create a, a black market for the bullets, right? Bullets are cheap to make. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're just they're just too cheap to make. It is. Right. It's so easy. Yeah. So it, it, it's it's like I said, there's not an easy solution there. I mean, but I mean, you have a gun problem there. Yes. Do I have an easy solution to it? No, I don't. Because I, I don't know what, like, you got to do something. But no matter what you do, it's going to take years to fix it. And that's just it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. And like I said, but that doesn't mean I, I don't think that, again, that certain guns shouldn't exist. I don't think AR should exist. They're not necessary. Really, a house gun's all you really need. But what do I know? See? Yeah, that's open-minded. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's just, it's just you have to be. Like, a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people from a distance judge. One I've learned is that they're the, I, have, I can't walk in anyone's shoes. There are reasons people make the choices they make. Now, that doesn't mean I agree with all the choices you're going to make. I'm not going to. But that's not really about – it's not about me that like agreeing with you. It's about me understanding where you're coming from, right, as much as you can, I can. Because if I understand where you're coming from, I'd be like, okay, I still might disagree. It still might be a hot-button topic for me if it's, if it's something I really care about. But I, I also have to recognize that my way of looking at the world is only one way of looking at the world. It's not the only way. And also, I mean, I just have a tendency to believe that everybody tries by and large to do the right thing, tries to their best, to their best of their abilities and whatever that looks like in the, in the world, in the, in the world. And all you can really do is wish people well. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's fair. Yeah. Hey, what do you think about the Myers-Briggs personality tests, you know? interesting it's interesting i like i like personality tests they're fun um i've just started getting into that a little not too long ago uh, and it is it's like it uh, opens up this whole world of kind of helping mm -hmm. me deal with problem solving and troubleshooting and my blind spot 
you know. Yeah. Like, oh, this is how they look at it and deal with it. Well, okay, let me try that and see if that works. For I'm particular. I. I, I I I both I got I can be INTJ or INFJ depending on the day. <laughs> yeah, so. there's there's some overlap between them, but I think it's a good good place to start. Yeah. Well, like I said, you gotta you have to again, it's understanding like again, you're not perfect. You don't see everything. You can't. Right, there's no way to do that, right? So all you can do is take the information you have, make the best decision you possibly can with the information you have. And if you don't know, that's fine. Hey, I don't know. That's a good starting point, right? Ask for help, right? But that requires talking to people, right? And and um, that's, uh, again, when it comes to politics, when it comes to religion, um, a lot of people are very closed off from those discussions, but I think they're the discussions we need to have, right? I think those are the, the we don't, we live in a society with people and whether we want to admit this or not, we have to get along on some level, which means that none of us are going to get everything we want, but that's not really the point. Can we come up with a system of by and large, everybody can live with? That's what it's about. Yeah. And I think one thing that, you know, to kind of bring this full circle is that we're starting to realize that this lockstep on at least that the system itself is rotted and needs yeah. change. And if we can at least oh, have a starting time. point there, then you can build out what that change yeah. might look like. But I think in that process, we have to push out the psychopaths. Like they can't be involved <laughs> in this. They, they need to have Hannibal Lecter masks put on them. Well, it, <laughs> chained away. The, from the conversation. solution to them is really the solution to them is actually really simple. Like you know, you get you add corporate laws. You make corporations susceptible to certain certain laws and privileges, and you you put things back in check and balance again. It takes yeah. some time, but it's going to take some non-corrupt, non-bought people to make well, those laws happen. Oh, well, that's well, or it's, it's going to require a radical change in the system because the thing is, no, no party in power right now is going to make those changes. So one of two things is going to happen: either everybody from the outside and is going to say we're going to walk away from this, which I actually could see that that might be the gentle way, the gentle way to go, or it's just going to rot and collapse, collapse itself and everything with it, right? And that's. That's something that, like, like, I mean, look, I don't care which one you vote for. The fact is you got Joe Biden and Donald Trump likely going to be the candidates running in the next election again. Right? Well, you got a couple They're, of independents, too. You know, you got Bobby oh, Kennedy well, well, Robert, 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 and um, Cornell yeah, West. We, and we'll, we'll, we'll see how they, if they make it through the process. But let's, let's assume, just for the sake of argument of this conversation, let's just, let's just, just focus on those two for the moment. They're both running again. Like, seriously. Neither of them speak coherently. Mm -hmm. They're grandpas, right? Neither of them should be running. Neither of them, I, I, don't, I don't trust either of them to tie their shoes, let alone make decisions <laughs> that impact the country. I, I don't. But, yeah. but right, I, I mean, I don't know who the bigger liar between the two of them is. I, I mean, I can't always tell when Trump lies, all right? Well, I mean, and Biden is basically a complete puppet, so it depends on, like... Who's pulling his strings at what time? Well, like, I feel like he's like weekend at Biden's. Pretty right? much. Like well, just well, a corpse held up. 
the fact that um okay but they're building the wall okay the thing they said they never would do they have to yeah. build in the wall yeah and then they interview him yeah while they made this announcement do you think the wall is gonna work he's like yeah like like it's like he doesn't believe as, like, it people, as people are climbing over it going under yeah. it yeah he's like, like yeah it's just like eh. like he shrugs like he he doesn't think so. Yeah, so, but it, I mean, it satiates. It's all about that little bit of satiation for the base. It's like a little bit of chud and rotted red meat to but, the base is what that it, wall it, is. It, it, it kills his credibility because he said he'd never do it. Right? It kills it. So I like, and I'm not saying he didn't have any credibility. I'm well, sorry. I, I said there are quite a few Americans that would disagree with that concept right not paying attention right i haven't been to his record for the past 40 50 60 oh, I, 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 80 I, I, years I, 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 <laughs> oh no, no i i agree i think he's he's one of the most horrible choices ever i mean you could make an argument who's worse between him and trump and it's closer than people would like to admit right so right I think so they at both, least trump is entertaining uh, kind of <laughs> the stupid i mean i mean the, 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 the scary thing the scary thing about trump is you can hear him lie he lies so much that you can actually they some of them just slip through the clocks because they overload your bullshit meter. They just overload it. He's right. He he goes the other way, right? He goes, I'm gonna just lie about everything. Fuck it. I'm just gonna lie about absolutely everything. And something's gonna stick. And and that's what happens. Sometimes you, you, he you, doesn't you, care what kind of attention he gets. He just wants attention. There's that's no exactly it. on it at all. And he can never get enough. Like I, I do astrology too, and I've seen his birth chart. He literally has a black hole, yeah, on his sun, yeah, like sucking in his soul, sucking in his ego. So it can never, to him, it never feels like he's seen enough. So he's been president, and he wants to be president again, and he wants to be the best second term president ever. And even if he wins and does all that, it'll never be enough. No. That's sad. That's a sad, awful place to be. That's a lonely. As much as he's surrounded, that man is lonely. Yeah, I don't know. No, I, I agree. Like, he's, again, I'm not saying he's a good person. What I'm saying is just, this is, but that's what he does. And the people that prop him up the most are the people that hate him the most. Like, I, I it's fascinating. It's fast. He's fascinating in the sense that he's figured out how to manipulate the people that hate him the most. Because mm -hmm. they're the ones that prop him up the most. Right, it's it's one of those it's one of those things where I look at them and all it's like, what are you doing? Right, he's a, he's a child who's been given attention and power. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what he is. And the way to so and, there, and the way got a child and a corpse running for president. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, yeah, kind of. And so the thing is, and so the thing is, with the child, all you really have to do to to, to frustrate him is acknowledge him and walk away. That's all you gotta do. It's like yes. I'm the president. Yes, you are. And you keep going. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. Right? That's how you do it. That is exactly how you deal with a guy like that. But that's how people do. People will go off on their on their high horse, go, fuck Trump this, or Trump's a terrible human being, and nobody can survive. And I'm looking, it's like, you guys are the worst. You are the literal worst people because you are building him a, a platform. Yeah. So if you don't want this guy, why the fuck are you talking about him? Right. Yeah, that's one of the reasons that I really like Bobby Kennedy. Like, mm -hmm. let's talk about him, <laughs> Bobby sure. Kennedy Jr., who has had nothing but integrity. 
and a, a history of it. And, you know, he, yep. he, he is the person that should be getting propped up. Because he's our best oh, chance to actually, like, start to change the system from within without it having to be a bloodbath. Because he's got the old money connections. He's got the old money connections, right? Sure. sure, so, sure. That, that, to a degree, that, that's not I'm what I'm going but... but no, no. Well, no, no. So the thing is, he okay, he's still going to have to make a deal with the devil. That's just That's just the way it is. But he might be a, a deal where you walk away from the system, right? Because the well, reality maybe. is the situation. F- FDR came in. FDR came in back in the day and was like, <laughs> hey, listen, you idiots. <laughs> Either you change or there's going to be a bloody revolution and nothing's going to be good for you. So start giving but, some but, more but, to the people. Let's build this country up. And you but, can but, still but, but, have your castles and your mansions and be living. <laughs> you know, or... We but, can keep going down this path, and it will not end well for anybody. Well, here's here's what's because the happen. president has the bully pulpit. The yeah, president he, he, has something that nobody else has, so he can affect that change if used correctly. It just hasn't been used correctly since FDR. But FDR also had war two in the background. You know what I mean? Like, like war today is not war then. I was going to say, we like, have like 12 wars going on. No, no, no. But war today is very much a business, right? It's it, it's very much a business. Like, like Ukraine is very much like it's the new Iraq. It, that is where that is where R&D is going for all these weapons companies right now. Yeah, beware the military-industrial complex. Right. Yes, something that younger kids do not know know that term, right? So we got that going on. We got so they're different. Like war is now a business, and it's it's been a business for a very very long time, right? Um, like honestly, like no, like with the whole Ukraine thing, I'm looking at that and going, well, I mean, at some point they got to talk because that, but that would quickly end the war, right? That would, uh, yeah, that would quickly end the war. You have to talk because. Russia, Russia, Russia basically has their own interests. NATO has their own interests. You talk, and no one dies. That that would be the humane thing to do, but that's not going to happen. What's going to happen now? Is, Psychopaths, remember? Psychopaths. Oh yeah, no. Oh yeah, for another for another two, three, four. Years. I mean, Zelensky is just as much a part of that as anything else. Like the next two, three, four, five years, um, that is going to be that is going to be Ukraine, right? And and Ukraine's going to go through what Iraq went through. Right. And I saw Iraq. So and and the only difference now is so the only difference now is it is no longer the U.S. military going into these places to do these industrial complex things it is they have now outsourced it. Yeah. They've outsourced. That. The, and, and yeah, they've outsourced that. That's that's the that's the thing. Yeah. Right. Right. So they've outsourced that is the military industrial complex. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. But. <laughs> But but there was a lot more like like Vietnam was really the first example of this. Vietnam used real American troops, American people, and they died for years and years and years. And then then it's gotten more sophisticated, where it's like no longer volunteer people; it's it's just regular military people. And now, even past that point, there's still military involved, but it's now most of the like most of the fighting is now and now and again most of that fighting is now outsourced. Right, somebody else's family, somebody else's people are dying now. It doesn't matter the fact that people are still dying, right? But it's not us anymore, exactly. So now it it, it has 
it's a sophisticated thing. And, and people don't like, like world war two was very much, we have to fight this war, right? We have to do this or the Germans are going to take over everything. And if they take over everything, like who knows what the fuck's going to come out of Europe in like five, 10 years. FDR had that, uh, that, that galvanization as well. So there was an imperative, there was an imperative to restore things, to build things up. And after the war, like America, like the middle class of America, like, like that, that was the one point in history where an American dollar was better than gold. Like that's, that is America, America in the fifties was America at its most prosperous. And ever since then, we have been seeing the slow disintegration of wealth. Where we are right now is where America was in the seventies. Wow. I mean, I, I, that's I, that's I, even worse. <laughs> but that's but that's but that's because there's but, this this cynicism and you know rightfully earned. Like there's the seventies, there was maybe some sense that things could get better, you know, and then you, you oh, go into yeah. the eighties and it seemed that way in the nineties and so on. Now I feel like there's perhaps because we have the internet, you know, and we can look and see how other people live in a way that you couldn't back in the seventies. Like you can see where sure. there can be a better life. Right. Oh, it could, it could very easily. Like, way. The, thing, the, thing, the thing is, I think the thing that really gets me is that could happen tomorrow. Like that process could begin tomorrow. It's just a matter of just changing some focuses of where money is being used and funneled. But again, these are things that as a society, that we have to be honest and, and, and call, our, or call our, our leaders up front. Say, hey, listen, I don't care about your corporate buddies begging you for, for, for a handout. I want, I want, you know, um, I want you to, um, you know, I want these changes, right? And and maybe help get people off the streets, help rebuild some of the roads. I bet you the U.S. military would love to re help rebuild the infrastructure of the United States. Oh yeah, that'd be a great. They, yeah, be, they, they would be all for that. They they'd be all for that. They would love that. They'll rebuild their country up from the ground up and make it a better. Like the place. individual troops would like that oh yeah exactly it's what, not what profitable <laughs> oh it, it well no it is profitable it's not as profitable right 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 it's not as it's not the immediate cash grab that going to another country and fighting wars is but but that's but there is definitely value in that and you know honestly in the long run again you rebuild you have to rebuild the structure of the middle class in the United States to get the United States profitable again. That's that's like internally, yeah. no need for the external wars and stuff like that. That's what you have to do. And same in Canada. Canada is no different. Like like I I live in Calgary, like I said. So when I came back to Calgary this time around, <coughs> there's a lot more people on the streets now here than there ever was when I left. Right. So and I've seen it. It's a, it's a lot more brutal. There are very few neighborhoods in this city. Where there isn't somebody homeless in. Like I'm in one of the very few I've seen. Yeah. Most places I go, if I'm riding the C train, if I'm in the city at all, somewhere now I'm going to see people on the street. Right? So that tells me right there and then that and, and actually I think for me the one that blows me away here is City Hall. It's one of the worst areas for this is right there. Literally our like city. Right hall. outside. Yeah. It's literally a block from it. There's a rehab center there by there. 
So you will see, you will see City Hall with all these people that are making ridiculous piles of money because they work for the city. And then right at the same spot, I mean, this is you can't even make this up. Right in the same spot, you have um, the poorest people, and you're looking at this and going, "How does this work? Like, how does this be? Because it makes no sense." But here it is, right? Yeah. And and so you know, I, I go every night. I have when I work, I I saw I could get the um, hockey arena, the NHL NHL team, the Calgary Flames. So it's my side gig. And I end up, um, I end up actually so going through City Hall to go home every every night. So it's one of those. I, I I watch it every time I'm out there, and it's amazing to me, right? That this is going on right under people's eyes, ears, mouth, and no one bats an eye. No one. It's just like, wow, right? It's something. It's just, the statistic is something like forty to forty five percent of homeless people have full-time jobs yes yeah absolutely. <laughs> which is just appalling yeah no it, again these are like little and these things and all of this and here's the thing all of this is fixable all of this is fixable it's not impossible it, it wouldn't happen overnight but you could change it right you could change it it's fixable but you gotta but again people have to want to fix that and a lot of people, right? And 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 in this day and age, instead of wanting to fix those things, we have people going, "Hey, listen, uh, Trump's an asshole. Hey, listen, Biden's Biden's a piece of shit. Oh yeah, yeah. So they're fighting about that shit, which really doesn't matter, right? When they're looking at the fact that they're they're ignoring the fact that there are people out there with no infrastructure. Like the United States is even worse than here in some in some spot in some ways because there's at least a bit of an infrastructure here. You got like far less paying on the state you're in and it's it's brutal right oh you mean like healthcare and stuff right yeah no not, not just like, not just healthcare Lord. not just healthcare but just pro social programs even right so it's hard it like if you if you're poor in the united states it is really hard to climb back it's super hard Yeah, I'd agree with that. And there's like some some good individual pockets of programs to help people sure. that, that are built up, but nothing on, a, on the scale that we need it. So. Well, I I made myself a promise. If I ever really made it as an artist, author, podcaster, big mouse, I'm the bitch that I am. Um, I would actually be like, you know, seriously, I, I thought about this. I'd open up a soup kitchen. I'd pick a city somewhere and I'd open up a soup kitchen. And I can't like fix the world again. It's not about fixing the world's problems. It's about giving people a meal at a time, making them feel like a human being. Like I would run around I, and I, help I'm, as many co-ops as possible open. I would do whatever yeah. it took to be like, oh, this factory that makes whatever. Here, let's throw some money, help you all own it. On to the next, yep. so that we start getting this corrupt bullshit top down out of the way. Like we need widgets and all the things that factories make to make the world go around, but they can be made with pride from people who are invested, right? Sure. So that I, way, it's I, not I, like the said, hand the handout of the soup kitchen, which is great. Like you definitely need that. It's not that it's a bad thing, but you start to build up the communities oh. and have good paying jobs and like a hope for the future and a sense oh. of pride in where you are and what. You know, oh, I, 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 I totally 
Oh, I, I, I totally agree. But what I would tell you is I think everybody has their own personal cause. I, I faced starvation. I faced, I, I faced that when I lived in the States. So yeah, it's kind of hard to do much like. of anything else when you're that hungry. I, I get it. Yeah. So I, I understand that. So like, that's a cause for me that I can, I can put myself fully into. Um, and I, and I promise if I ever got to that point where I'm making stupidly good money, um, as an artist, which, Hey, that's, uh, you know, I'm doing better than a lot of people do just doing my art stuff. So we'll see that you but still have that a point, goal left to be able to create, right? That right there. Oh, no, no, no. Oh yeah, well, it's not. It's it's not everybody has. Well, it's 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 about what you want. Like the thing about this life is, it's really about what you want to do with it. You're free. Like we have. Like the one thing about this world is, this world wants to convince you that about what's realistic or not. None of that bullshit. Most of that bullshit isn't true. What's required is, do you, what do you want to do, and do you have the vision and toughness to see it through? Right. That's it. That. That that sounds simple. It's just simple, but that's what it comes down to. It doesn't come down to anything else, right? Everything. There's so much in this life beyond your control, right? There's just so much. It's much better to be like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it, and I'm not going to do this any other way because fuck it. So I want to take my show on the road. I had there's something very interesting happen this week. We're going to see if that comes through. If it does, I hit my goal next month about what I need to get out of here, right? I hit it immediately, which is crazy, which means I'm going to actually have a few months, extra months to prepare for when the, when the spring hits to go, Ooh. which is crazy to me, right? If that works out that way. So again, and it's it's nothing, it's just me doing what I'm doing because I made a decision like, this is how I'm going to do it and um, fuck everything else because I, I don't have, I don't want to do it any other way. Now, that doesn't mean I can't get better. I can't go to school. I can't do other things. I can't work on my craft in a myriad of ways. That's not what I'm doing. What I'm doing is I'm making a conscious decision of who I want to be. And then every day I do my best to be that person. Yeah. Some days I don't do it so good. Be right? The Some days I don't do so good. Yeah. Well, we all we all have that power. Mm-hmm. It's just we have most, most of us don't. Most of us get it beaten out of us. Right? Right, most yeah. of it get beaten out of us. We give up that power. We give up that that desire. We give up those dreams. And by the way, it's not like sometimes. Sometimes it works out for the better. Like okay, my buddy that's living upstairs right now, he's a plumber. Right, nothing wrong with that. He's happy with it. He loves what he does. The world needs right? plumbing, and that's <laughs> oh, that that's not. But not, 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 not like it's for him. It's perfect. He he's a smart guy. He gets used his problem solving skills in ways that that he's re- like he enjoys, and he does something he feels he contributes to, and he makes a decent wage doing it. Yeah, you know that's what he wants. That's 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 what he wants. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing, right? So you have to again. It's about being honest about what you want, right? Right, that it, right, what do you want? Right. So everything you do should be a reflection of that somehow, some way. Because whether you realize it or not, it is. Yeah. Whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Yeah. That's it. 
and you're going to face hardships. Like, okay, but doing what I'm doing is not easy. You got to learn how to see it as a business. That's the thing. I, a lot of people get very foreign to the idea of ours. No, you, you can turn your art into a business model. And you need to, if you want to actually make money doing it. But, and you got to realize, and you got to set standards for yourself about who you're dealing with, how you're dealing with it. There's a process to it, but you can do it, right? It's not impossible for anybody to do that, but it's going to be hard. You're going to go through your ups and downs. You're going to have to make some change, like sacrifices, changes. You got, you've got to go through some struggles, but if you're willing to do all those things, you'll get there. Consistency. Right. Yes. And and putting yourself out there. Right. That's it. That's that's all that's all that's all it honestly really takes. But it's a process. It's slow. It doesn't feel like sometimes you're doing anything. You're like, what the fuck am I doing some days? Like that I, I think that's everything in life. Like no matter what it is. It's like right. All of us humans, yes. We're like, what? I didn't sign up for this, did I? <laughs> oh shit, I did. Right. Oh. And, <laughs> Sometimes you did. Yeah, sometimes you did, right? Sometimes you did. It's like, oh, should I do? Like, who created this right? character? Because I role play too. And sometimes I'm like, yeah. Sometimes I look at myself and I'm like, I'm exactly the kind of character I would have created. Like, with all these yes, weird flaws and merit slapped in there, and they work with and against each other in weird ways that I didn't foresee until I started playing. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, it's crap. It, why did I make Constitution my dump stat? <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, it is what it is, right? Hey, I've added. I I, I play. Yes. I play Magic <laughs> the Gathering. I I play Magic the Gathering, right? So there's an art form. I build my own decks for Commander. That's what I play these days. But I still play the same style I've always played: a tricksy asshole. Because that's that's kind of that's not that different from, from the guy that 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 plays, right? It's so, um, yeah, it's not that different. It's not that different. Building another deck, it's, it's something a little different than what I've done in the past, but it's not that different from what I've done in the past. So it's it, it's it's going to break people because I know I know how, I know who I am as a player. So I I get this. Like I understand who I am and who I'm not, and I don't try to be who I'm not. I try to be who I am. Right. The only difference is in my forties, it's like I, I I don't care necessarily about winning. I care more about having fun. Now, if now sometimes I still win regardless, but I mean that's that's a bonus, not a see that's why I like role playing games now, I, because it's collaborative. Yeah. There is no winning. Yep. You win by telling a yeah. good story together, right? Rather than oh, you, having I mean, a you can die to love you. you well, you, you you died to level one else on D and D. So I, I used to I used to GM um uh, Shadow Run. Yeah, Shadow Run. Yeah. I GM Shadow Run. So I had this one character. We just started campaign. His role was so bad. I actually could have just killed this character right there. And we were literally like. Oh, 10 there's things the far game. worse than death. There's things far. Oh, worse oh than no, death. no 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 no! But but he's done. For the, but 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 he's done, but he's done for the day, right? This is like, this is like. We're, we got a three-hour session. We are like 20, 10, 20 minutes into it, and he's already like, I I got to think about this. Why? Because I, I, I have to punish you. 
right? But I, 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 but I, I could, I could legitimately kill you. Like I'd actually think about it for a minute because I didn't want yeah. him to die twenty minutes in. Yeah, it's good. right. I want, I want to get. This is my yeah, right, right off the like right off. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh I, I, I've done that. Like I've killed, I've killed. Like one of my one of my buddies actually made me kill his character. He just did it to see if he could, but he waited until the end of the session to do it because, again, at least you you get your game in. Like it, towards the end, if your character dies, whatever it happens. But during the beginning of it, it's just like, oh, wow, I could legitimately like it was bad. Like his role was that terrible. It was just like. You can't be saved with Edge. You can't even be saved this way. What the fuck do I do here? Right? So I had to think about it. It's like, okay, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to break the rules. I actually broke the rules a little bit. It's like, you're out for this fight. Like, you're you're not getting out. That That's too bad of an error to, to get you in this fight. I'll get you back in the next fight, but they, but they're without you. You're, you're going to be taking this round off. And you're, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to think about you're what grounded. you did. Or didn't think do. about Look yeah. at your dice and have them think about what yeah. they did. Exactly, exactly. So that's that's it. That's it, right? And and role playing can be a lot of fun, fun. But again, the whole thing about role playing is it's not about winning or losing the game, quote unquote, like you said. But it's about making sure everybody gets to have their moment in the sun. Mm-hmm. That was my that was my whole uh, that was my job as a GM. Let the players play with each other, have some fun do the thing and go with it. I had somebody once um, triple botch in, in a vampire game. And uh, I was like, oh, and it was like in, in the well. in the realm of the dead, basically. I was like, I could totally kill you. Same thing. But what I ended up doing is having them go through a side adventure where they ended up having to fight their shadow self for control of their body and they lost that little mini adventure that i ran them through and so then (laughs) the the result had a flaw of being split personality and every so often we had like rules in place for when this would happen but (sighs) in certain roles in certain situations their shadow side would completely take over and fuck them over and so and that particular player was very good at role-playing that and sticking to it and being like, okay, I'm my shadow self now. What would I do to undo all the things that, you know, my character wanted to do? And that oh, absolutely. Was just, that's that fate were both worse than death and better at the same time, you know? So there's the, the game I was supposed to be the swordsmith. I would critically fail no matter what I did. I would critically fail. They gave me the equipment so my sword Failed wouldn't fall. Oh no! I had all the stats to be awesome. My goals were so low as a sword guy that I should be critting naturally. Instead, I kept rolling ones and twos every time I went to do something with the character. It was just like so. Finally, did, did you finally, take your dice out and finesse them and buy them flowers? No, nope. no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, so this, this is what ended up happening. So I took a bow. I took an impossible shot, a natural 20. Took another bow shot, similarly, natural 20. Did another bow shot. It was like 18, 19. It's like, okay, that's who my character's supposed to be. So that was it. Like, we, we moved away from the sword stuff, right? We moved away from the sword stuff. And we just, that is really character. interesting. Turned an archer. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm. Right. Well, no, because because here's the thing, right? Sometimes your team, right? And this is something I've learned about. I think I've lost you. You're frozen. You are frozen in silence. Am I? No bueno. We are experiencing technical difficulties. Oh, I can Am hear I back? you now. Yeah. Yep. I'm back. Yep. Guess who's back? So, so in role playing, there's like this. There's this role you have as a role player, which is you got to figure out where you fit with your team, right? Sometimes, most of the time, I'm a supporting character. I don't need to be the main character doing the death dealing damage. I'm usually a supporting character of some kind. I ended up uh, so exalted. I literally was. I they literally made me Armstrong from Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, the, the role playing game resulted. Yes. Oh, okay. He gave me the stats that, that I could be armed. So that he, one brings me back. That was awesome. Was really <coughs> cool. So, yeah, no, it's really really cool. But I I I literally could be Armstrong. I actually had troops that supported me. It was great. I actually had a lot of fun with that. But I wasn't the main like bat damage dealer. I could enhance everybody around me. But that was my role. My role was to help other people be better. So that's what I did, right? And you got to understand what your role is in your campaign. So what I found, like, in that particular case, I wasn't going to be the sword guy. That just wasn't going to be me. Hey, sometimes the dice do tell you. That's true. Yeah. Well, I... Well, yeah, exactly. It's not just dice. It's just, again, it's the nature of the game. You, you figure out, like, the challenge is sometimes to figure out your role. And once you figure out what that is, you do it to the nth degree. And that's what, that's what I learned to do, right? So, you know, sometimes but sometimes players will try to struggle to be a certain thing or try to figure out a certain thing. Sometimes it's not even that. It's just, okay, what's my role with this team? Right? Yeah. What's my role with the team? And that's, and that's something that I think as a good campaign, a good, a good, if you're a good player, realizes like, you know what? Sometimes it's just me being a buddy, the buddy. Sometimes I'm the lead. Sometimes I'm the bad guy. Sometimes, but whatever the case may be, I have a role. I have to play it. And that's what makes role playing so much fun. Yes. So, <coughs> speaking of that, um, my character in this book, or the main character in this book, comes from a game that I played called Silver Age Sentinels. Hmm. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's a really... I'm not familiar with that game, no. Like, it's over-the-top Silver Age of comics, right? So you can create a superhero. Okay. And in my experience, it's, like, one of the best, most versatile systems for creating anything that you want and balancing them out with merits and flaws. Just a great system. I highly recommend getting your hands on it if you can. Um, I think White Wolf owns it now. But um, so this this horror story, which I've, I've changed her backstory to be different, like it's not the comics anymore, but like the base powers that she has that are horrified come from there. And we had um, a team in our group that just meshed together perfectly. We didn't talk about our characters beforehand. We just went into the first session with them made 
and we worked beautifully together. Like everybody clicked into place, which is rare, right? Usually you do have to try different things and, um, you know, be like, oh, well, we have a duplicate of this character or whatever. How how do you want to specialize? That didn't happen. That was rare. But this, this book is actually the first in a series and uh, it's basically her backstory. <laughs> so you're frozen again. In silence again. On my end, anyway. Damn it, Canada. Get your internet together. Oh. There okay, you're coming back in. All right. What? Yep. Okay. We just got a little Am I here? lag. Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, just a, good. A little good. laggy, so. Yeah, no, it, it it's it's the it's the whole uh, internet connection needs to be restored. It's the streamyard flaw. I almost mentioned mentioned on Zoom because Zoom doesn't quite do this for me, but everyone like streamyard's just been acting kind of bad today. So it yeah, is what it, it is. It has its. I, I I prefer from uh, Zoom because Zoom and Twitch don't get along very well. They're like evil brothers just bump each other up and take their lunch money, each other's lunch money. I don't. I, I, yeah, it's probably some little coding thing. Yeah, it, it is. Is it right? It's like it's like basically I don't like you. You don't like me. I don't like you. I'm going to beat you up and and take your stuff and I'm like, "No, please don't do that." Please yes. don't do that at all, right? I like you. Ish. So Got, I, I shut down a couple applications, so hopefully it'll it'll, it'll work better. Hopefully, we'll see. We will see. But, so we're uh, on Twitch too, right? Correct. Are, are there any comments or anything? I've been there's no comments today. So for my show, I I have found that I mean I get the odd comment here and there for sure. Um, I found that a lot of people watched it after the fact, not during. Mm -hmm. They would watch it after the fact, which is interesting how that worked out. Uh, I nearly have as many Twitch followers. As I have YouTube followers, actually, which is also not something I I anticipated would ever be the case, right? I like let's see, right? We're going on right now. Christy Shin was my last guest, and she has like ten views here. I've had I've had people here. I have a guy up here with like twenty five views. I, like it, it really depends on the guest, right? And and this isn't again. I I. I found that when I went to Twitch that directly speaking, it never got me the result I looked for indirectly speaking. It helped my audio big time. And it's a good uh, community there. Oh, it's a fantastic community. There. I have like, a friend who's really into it and I've learned a little bit through him. It's raw writers. So Brandon Sanderson's on there. Pat Rothfuss is on there. A few other authors are on there too, like on a regular basis. It's, it's a good, it's a good environment. I'm on like I'm, I'll do, this is a, unofficially like this is we're right now and I call the Twitch travel era of the show. I still do some episodes up close and personal right now. I haven't gotten fully full fledged into them as quite as much as I wanted to because I'm still in Calgary, but I'm I'm setting up for that to be the regular thing and I'm still doing episodes here and there in the city or or abroad. Like I said, I've got some episodes in San Diego. I have something like 20 conversations already for the travel aspect of the show. So like that's that'll be so much fun. Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a blast. Traveling is just oh, it's something I'd love to do. Then go do I it. I feel like it's in my in my bones. I'm working then on it. Go do it. it. Then go do it. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I'm very see. I'm very much the, so. I'm very much this guy. Like I'm very much the guy. It's like like we don't. Tomorrow isn't guaranteed ever. We don't have time. Like whether you realize it or not, we really don't have a ton of time. Um, which is why I encourage people to chase their happiness because if you're only here for a set amount of time, why would you do it being miserable? That's a good point. Yeah, Very good point. Old and wise and shit like that. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. sometimes. Well, unless you believe in reincarnation, and then it's like, well, I'll just start all over again. <laughs> but see, but see that, that 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 doesn't work fully either. See, because what happens is, what happens there is, see, okay. Now, personally, I've always, I've always, see, I've oddly thought of reincarnation as a weird form of hell, because I've already been through this once. Right? Why would I want to come back and do it again? Right? Something right? to be said for the fact that we are in hell. Yeah, 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 yeah. There, you can make an argument. Yeah, yeah. Mm. We, 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 we could make an interesting. That's an interesting thought, right? So that's one. That's one aspect. The other one is simply this: even if, even if, okay, let's say we do reincarnate. Okay, I'm not the same person I'm going to be next time either. I'm going to be different because I'm going to have a different set of experiences. Mm -hmm. Right on top of the personality i've already had so even if you do believe in reincarnation you still only got one shot to be this version of yourself yes right so either way like whatever way you want to look at it right so everything else is just okay do you want to or don't you so right? carpe diem go out there and tune all the day right yes yeah, he's the, the day right he's the day because this is it like this is what we got like look I have to, I have decided that I wanted to write stories and have people tell theirs. Hence the show. Hence what I do. That's what I want. Now I want more than that now. I want to see people. I want to make connections to people. I want to go on stupid, crazy adventures. I'm going to make a million fucking mistakes over the next few years. Because if this is my midlife crisis, damn it, I'm going to be the completely, I'm going to seize it. And maybe somewhere along the way, become a full-fledged supervillain, complete with obnoxiously long cape. Right? So... Right, I'll actually hire somebody to carry said obnoxiously long cape. Yes, because I'm I'm going for I'm going for spawn. I'm going for like the spawn cape. Right, that's what I'm going it's for. Sentient level cape. Not, so not, not quite the silver age sentinels. Like I yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Them yeah. like that. Yeah. So, so no, no. So 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 I, I I don't want the sentient cape. I just want the the length, the like the, the obnoxious length. Because you look at Spawn's cape, it's like it looks so cool. How does he not trip? Like legitimately. Like I look at it, it's like how do you not trip? Like you, he's you, hell spawn. He's doesn't matter. Tripping. He's listen, listen. All the time, then you just don't see it in the panels. Hey, listen. I see. I would pop Atomic Fineline if you are listening to this somehow. Somebody, you got to make Spawn be klutzy for just one one episode. Stupid, not escape. Yes. Right. Right. And then he has to hire somebody for it. Right. Just hold it until it's time for action. Mm -hmm. Right. When it's time for action, you, you got to go. So because I, I can't match for your safety or anything like that. So that's the thing, right? So it looks cool, but it has zero practical applications. Zero. I feel like it's probably happened at some point. With all of the spawn offshoots and how long that's been around, there's no way his cape was not taken over. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure or it was. Something. Or oh, I, I, I'm he sure pissed it off and, and used the wrong detergent on it. <laughs> like, like, you know, I'm not like, that's the thing, right? Right. But if you look at like Spawn, it's like, that's the most obnoxious thing I've ever seen. And this is a guy that like, like has read Dr. Doom talking to himself in the third person. 
Like seriously, right? Right. Which is also just obnoxious for completely different reasons. Although I, when Doctor Doom does talk in the third person, the night grin like an idiot. It's just like, yeah. It's like I can't take you seriously right this minute, but I don't care. It's awesome. Some people have to do that to get their confidence up. Oh, hey, listen, The Rock, The Rock to, from Video. To remember Video. that they are a person that matters to you. Exactly. No, I, I, I would go so far. I should. I would go so far as to say, see, my, my, my favorite pro, one of my favorite pro wrestlers in the Attitude Era was The Rock. The Rock always talked to himself in the third person. He did it as a constant thing, right? And the thing is, it was funny. It's really, really funny, right? So it, 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 if someone takes yourself that seriously, it's just like, you know, yeah, maybe, or that obnoxiously is great. So I, I, I like it. So I'm probably, like I said, when I turn 50, my goal is to be a supervillain, at least in terms of confidence and ambition. I, I think I'm halfway there and I, I, I got to show results. So then I can show my master plan to take over the world. Now that'd be, that'd be why I do my 50s because fuck it, why not? Take over the world and open soup kitchens. Yeah. Exactly. Ah, to burn people's tongues. Mm. Maybe, maybe. So, <laughs> Is that the master plan? No. So, 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 I, 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 I will. Yeah, no, no, no. I will get someone else to do the cooking. I, 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 I'm, a, I'm actually an okay cook, but I'm not like you know a, a chef, right? No, my my favorite. Uh, oh, like my favorite. Uh, uh, so one of my favorite, like early when I was reading as a teenager, was Piers Anthony Zant's novels way back in the day. So the first, in the very first one, there's Wicked King Trent. Okay, he 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 won. So then he became Good King Trent. See, matter of perspective, he won. He won. So he gets all right. His gets to rewrite. Yeah, so that's right. Now he, he actually isn't a bad character. Like he, when you meet him in the story, he's not in in Zanth. Zanth looks so mysteriously a lot like Florida. There's a reason for that, I'm sure. Right, that will not be made. But when he meets, when he meets, um, Trent, Trent's just trying to live his life in peace, and 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 he's mourning his wife. And then he comes back, get back to Zan, he gets all his powers back, and 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 he uh, he he was about to do his dastardly deeds, and then he tried to do the main character, and the main character's magic clicks in, and he realizes what, and Trent realizes what it is. It's just like, okay, I can't mess with you. I'm just not going to mess with you. You're, 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 you're too dangerous. I'm not going to, I mean, like his magic is not one of those overt things you see, but it's just like, once you realize what it is, it's like, I can't, I can't mess with you. No matter what I do to you, it's just not gonna, it's not going to go well. So, so I'm not going to, but it was, so he, instead he asked him as a friend to help him. He goes to the castle and he takes over and, and he becomes good King Trent. And I, I was like, you know, there's something to be said about that. And you know, Go hack into Wikipedia. Yeah, you can change yourself to whatever you want. Good King Josh. That's that. that, that. <laughs> She's trying not to laugh. Trying not to laugh. It's okay. It's okay. Yes. As you see, I, as you can tell, I have a healthy ego, but I don't take myself that seriously. So, mm-hmm. right. So that's a good place to be. Yeah. Well, you need you need confidence. You you do. Yeah, at the and, end of the day. And humor. Like oh, absolutely. Oh yeah. no subject off off limits. But I, I I by and large agree with that. Right. There are a couple things I wouldn't I would find distasteful to talk about, but by and large it's just like, you know, yeah, whatever. I'm open. I'm pretty easy going. So Steve, Stephen King's dead baby joke. Yeah, something like that. It's like, yeah. 
It's like, no, there's a reason. There's a reason you write stories. Although he actually does decent comedy when he wants to. So he gets I, just, I think the biggest joke of all is how he left that series go for what a decade or something before Dark getting Tower. back to it. Dark Tower? Yeah. Like he left it on a cliffhanger and <laughs> just left it. I well, came into the whole series when it was done. But uh, I heard oh, the you're, 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 you're lucky. I came in at the four. The one right here when you went I can imagine. Oh, I got nothing to say, though, because I write pretty slow. So, Well, it, honestly, like, okay, so I I, I understand. The, but the series intimidated him a little bit because he didn't know what he was doing in some of it. Although I would argue Wizard and Glass, the fourth book in the series, is the best thing he's ever written. I liked how it was just sort of plodding along. It felt to me like a, a role-playing group. That's how I, I took it. Hi, it was hi. actually my first King experience, really. My first full yeah, King actually, experience. Actually, odd I, way I, to come into it. I, I came in with all the writing, and that was my first fiction series from him. So, and then yeah. I read the then I read the stand. I regret that because I read the unabridged version. I should have read the abridged. Should have read the abridged. Um, I, I, you I, can't I, unread what you have read. Yes, there are some things in there. I was like, oh. My God, he got lost. Like I, 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 I no, he got. No, I, I, I think, I think if I ever got a chance to talk to him, it's like, did you get lost? Because, because, yes, yeah, 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 pretty much. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think, I think he had this real idea of um this battle between good and evil, and then in the middle, when he wasn't sure what to do, he says like, "How does society work?" And then. He, he, he did that for about 600 pages. He's like, I don't fucking know what I'm doing. And, well, join the club. No one does. So, um, Well, in the stand kind of does read like a rambling apocalyptic story. Yeah. Like, well, the, that, nobody knows what the hell is going on. And the, so, so the beginning. And you care about the characters. So, like, to me, oh, no. that, I'll go through anything. If you can connect me to a character, whatever. Yeah, that's that's true. I would say that the beginning of the stand, the first 200 pages or so are some of the best things I've ever written and the ending is really good. The ending's fantastic. But everything in the middle, you're just like, oh my god. Especially like, the extended with that 400 page or 450 or whatever that they added back in. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, mostly that was a good editing choice. Yeah, 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 mostly. <laughs> that's so so I that's so when I read it's like Hey, it's the author's edition. Oh God, did I oh, make up? God, my, I, I listened to the audio version. And I was like, <laughs> it was oh. good. Like it, it's so. I do recommend it if you're, especially if you're a King fan. You'll be slightly scarred. The abridged. Go, go read the abridged version, folks. The abridged is really good. Like it's still a bit. It's still a bit rambly, but nowhere near as bad. And it focuses on it's a it's a lot tighter. That's my opinion. That you, you can take my opinion any way you want to. Um, on, on writing is one of the best writing books I've ever read. Yeah. I uh, Duma Key is um, is a fantastic read. Uh, his short fiction, his his novellas. Key, I have not actually read that one yet. It's okay. One of it's the okay. ones that I haven't gotten to. Most of them I have, but. His his prose has gotten is some of the cleanest I've ever read. I don't always know if he, he's got the emotional beats fully nailed down to where they need to be, but I hey man, I applaud him. Like in terms of in terms of skill, he's the man, and there's no doubt about it. Like he, he he's, he's the man. really good at getting you to care about a character quickly. Like yeah, 
And that, that is definitely a skill. But again, I love his novellas. His novellas, I think, are his best writing. Um, like, whether it's, you know, um, Little Sisters of Aluria, which is fantastic, whether it's uh, Shawshank Redemption, which is great. That is a fantastic short read. Mm -hmm. The Mist is super fun. Um, like, he does those so well. Like, if you give him about 100 pages to tell a story, just 100. That is legitimately the best Stephen King stuff I've ever read. Um, all of it hits. Now, that said, I will admit Dark Tower is my personal favorite. Book seven made me cry like a bitch at the end. He totally did. I, I'm not even going to lie. It's just like I got to the end and I was in tears. It's beautiful. Like that series is amazing. I've never felt that way reading any other fantasy series. Um, That's impressive. Yeah. And I've read some and I've read some good ones like Brandon Sanderson's fantastic. Robert Jordan's fantastic. Robert Jordan had a moment in in the last book. Like Brandon wrote, wrote it, but there was a moment in there. It was just like, okay, I felt that. I really felt that. And, you know, um, and Robert Jordan wrote the last chapter. Like he, he didn't write, he wrote, he wrote the first chapter in the gathering storm. He wrote the last chapter in, in memory of light. And in the middle, Brandon Sanderson did most of the heavy lifting, but Jordan wrote bits and pieces here and there. So it's, it was very much Brandon trying to honor the, the, the series. Well, the last, the last, um, chapter, the last chapter with, um, with uh, Rand's fate, put a smile on my face. I'm not, not going to say. I'm not going to say what happens. But I, if, I've just started the Wheel of Time, the first book. I'm reading it with my daughter. Okay, so I, I, I'm not going to spoil. So here, here's what I'm going to tell you: the first six books are awesome. They are. All six of them. The first six are awesome. Seven's okay. You're going to hate eight. You're going to love nine. You're going to hate ten. See now, I gotta get to eight just to see. Yeah, no, no, it just because it'll feel like nothing's happening. One very crucial thing happens in the, in that book, but you won't know know that until you get to the very end, and um, you will you will see it. Like you will read it, you'll be like, ah, and then you get to book nine, and you'll be like, that's really that's bad. Okay, this feels good. Book ten, he tried something different. He tried something very very specific and different. I love the back half of book ten. But the front half, I was like, I get why you did it. I don't like it. But that was me. You might have a different opinion of it. Um, book 11 is fantastic. I, it's the last full Jordan book. It is fantastic. I loved it. Um, book 12, which is the first Sanderson book, really good. Book 13. How many times have you read The Wheel of Time? Uh, the first eight or nine, like a few to about a half dozen times. Uh, that seems to yeah. be a pretty, you know, no, you, you, again, thing to have reread it. This no, it's really be, because the thing that, that makes that that series fantastic is it it tends to everything matters. Even though he's written these big long tomes, a lot of these details come back in very interesting ways throughout the series, and they're yeah. cleverly done. Right. I, and he like, although, although uh, the murder mystery, I'm not, I'm not spoiling anything. The murder mystery will drive you nuts. Will drive you nuts because, okay, book five, you'll see it'll happen. I'm not going to tell you what happens, but you're going to see what happens. You're going to be like, well, who did that? <laughs> and you won't, you won't find out like you won't. It, it drives you up the fucking wall. And just imagine, okay, so the first six books he wrote, wrote almost yearly. Like that, considering how big some of those are, that's insane. Then books seven, eight, nine, and 10, and 11, 
well, book seven, eight, nine, ten. It was every other year. So you're like, can we get to the Mr. No, no, reason find out? You son of a right? And then, then book eleven took a little longer, like three years. That's when he got started getting sick. And then he never finished. He never could finish. I took there was a big pause from book eleven to the to the last the books of the series. I could tell he's coming near the end because when you read book eleven, he starts wrapping stuff up. Some of the bigger plots mm-hmm. start to get wrapped up. So you're you're, you're saying okay, yeah, he's setting up for the very end. Uh, but yeah, he never got to fully finish it. But he did write the last chapter, and the last chapter puts a smile on my face because it's actually it it's the right ending for that character, and that's all I'm gonna say. Okay, it, it's, right, it's the right ending. Um, yeah, one of the reasons that I decided to look into the series is because I heard about the detail-oriented thing. And oh, I love it, that too. Like, I I put a ton of that into my book. Like it, stuff that you have to actually be paying attention. This is not something that you can just pick up and schlog through like a Harlequin novel. Hey, hey. I I actually have It'd a lot. Bad, of... But you'll miss a lot. Yeah, well, 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 see, I have a lot of respect. See, I actually have a lot of respect for romance novels. I do because I re- I recognize it's listen, taking a making someone take a sock off, and make that sexy is harder to do than it sounds. It really, really is. And sexy time in this. No, yeah, there's sexy. There's a few pretty good scenes if i do say so myself. Oh, and, yeah, I've, okay. and okay. i've heard from readers who are like oh girl whatever you do in book two make sure you put some some steam in there <laughs> like, all right, all right. So, so, so so you gotta get imagination for sexy time good to know oh, good to, yeah yeah no well, it's, it, not, it, it's, a, it's a story about the horror of love in oh. all of its forms, not just um, romantic, but oh no, uh, there's lots like that's that. in there, right? And you can't really have love without sexy time, I think. You can, and it better, and it better be good sexy time. Yes. <laughs> if 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 you don't turn things on, you've done something wrong, and if it's not fun, you've done something wrong too. So. Yes. <laughs> well, I worked. I worked very very hard. Like I did research on how to get evoke certain emotions and oh you know read different books and it was like i like that i don't like that you know see see, see, see for me i i figured this out with women a long time ago it's about getting into their heads mm-hmm. that's the real that's the and it's true even in, when it comes to real intimacy and romance it's about getting into their heads if you can get in their heads or play starts for us at the end of the last orgasm yeah oh it, and, yeah and and there's a gift from me to all of the men watching Oh, yeah. Foreplay uh, uh, starts for women at the end of the last orgasm. I, I, actually, it can start before even before that. If you, <laughs> it can start even before that. Really, all you, like the, all you, the next foreplay. So it, yeah, basically, it, it, it never stops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, just something like get into a woman's head, and you will have a great time. That that's the real secret. That is the real secret to it. Everything else is a bonus, right? But if you can get in their head, they're happy. If you can't, they're bored. You're like you're not you're not disagreeing with me, so. There's yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it probably depends a little bit on the woman. Oh, a little bit, but you, you but for but every. Oh, but, I'm not going to disagree. I'm I'm very cerebral. Well, so. I, it's just it's just it's just like I, okay. Obviously, there's some physical things you got to do as well. I'm not going to lie, but it it like for the most part, right? Start in the head, then get to the physical stuff. Right? They'll appreciate that a lot more if you do it the other way around. It, it mood. Yeah. If you if if you do it the other way around, they are not happy. 
they're not as happy as they could be at least. Well, and, and I've got teenagers in this one. It's a serious project progress as they get older, but um, I got an yeah. 18 year old boy and he lasts as long as an 18 year old boy would last. <laughs> right. So that's one thing that I didn't sugarcoat. So it's hot and heavy for about yep. two minutes. It's an amazing thing. And I don't ever call attention to it, <laughs> but it's, but it's there. And yep. I've had, I've had savvy readers pick up on it and be like, uh-huh. <laughs> It happens. <laughs> it happens. It, it, it is what it is, right? Like um, five minutes later. You know? Oh, like, like, oh, like, it's such a common, like, it's such a common thing, um, even with adults, even with adult men too, because it, it, it depends, right? Like, like, it's been a while for me, so I'm like, I pretty much know the first time is not probably going to be a very long time for whoever's next. You got a marathon, you got to work yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it, it, but 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 at the same time, it, it's just like at this at the same time, I I real like again, there are other things you can do to kind of build build yourself back up. So and and, that, and that's and even still to please your partner. So it's just have you this. written any any sexy times? I I I I I've actually so I I, I so in I figured that I figured out a long time ago. Um, um, I I I've had some girlfriends. I I used to I've written stuff for. They tend to really like it because so he's like, one guy went to me. He's like, "You really know how to turn a woman on." It's like, "Thank you, thank you very much." Right? So, it's 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 again, it's it's understanding. It's a little bit of understanding female anatomy, but more than that, it's under it's understanding just how to get in their head. Once you do that, it's not so hard to please a woman. It's not, but it's it, but you got to go. The, but for most for most women, that's where you got to go. That's what I have found. So. Well, and, and that reminds me of being told to find North Harbor in Tarvalon. Does that ring a yeah, bell? Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, the first time that I was told that and went and found a map and I was like, oh. Yes. Oh, that's oh, the yeah. kind of book this is. And I'm reading oh, it to my nine-year-old daughter and I come across these passages. But, but the thing like, is, it's subtle. It's really it's subtle. It's really subtle. You know, but like, right? I pick up on it and I'm like... Right? Oh, oh no! Find the White Tower and Tarvalon. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. No, no. It, it, Go it, there it, and do that. Yeah, yeah no. It, it's subtle. It's so subtle. And the thing is, he, his, like, actually, so some of his dating history actually is in the book. I'm not going to spoil it. It'll let you get, let's get the when you get the book too, because he actually did an interview about one of the main relationships in the series, and it was based on his dating life. It's just like that is such a fascinating thing that happened there. Wow. Right, right. So, um, why not? Well, no, exactly. That that's that's the thing, right? So, there's a lot of him in the in those books, and all the women in the book are remind him on, and he said this, are based somewhat on his wife, on different aspects of who she is. He would take different aspects of him and craft a woman character based on it. Um, and he does like he writes women very well. I actually think he does a really good job of it. Um. Um, my favorite, my favorites from that series were, where are you? Where are you, by the way? I should ask this question before I go deep oh, into this. Geez. I'm maybe about three quarters of the way through the first book. Okay. So, so I, they, I, they... I, 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 okay. So Nina Eve is one of my favorite characters in the entire series. All right. One of my favorite characters, just Yeah. I call her Nina Eve. Right. So, right. But yeah, that, that's, uh, but again, 
pronunciations potatoes. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. You're right. I, I did yeah. Really hear you. I, 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 I enjoyed her a lot. I love her. Um, just, just how she is, is really fun. Egwene, I really like in the back half of the series, like what she becomes is amazing. Um, not so much the first half, but I also think that again, like everything has its time and their place. There's a character I thoroughly enjoy, but I can't really go into details now because it's too much of a spoiler. Okay. But I, but there is one other, like there's one other female character I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy. And you don't see it till near the end of the series, sadly, but man, I, I love what you do with that. That's all I'm going to say. Well, I'll say that like when I first took this and, and, book, Oh, go ahead. And to anyone listening to this, I'm, I'm keeping it vague. If you have read the series, you know exactly who I'm talking about. So, right. well, like when I picked the series up and yeah. and or the first book, I should say that opening passage that like he apparently added yeah. to it um, with Edwine. I call her Edwine. Yeah, funny. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I haven't watched the series. So I have no reference other than what I've read so far. That's probably but, the, it's probably the from what I've heard is better. I'm actually going to be watching the wheel. Of time. I I have it on my thing. It's my first fantasy series. So, but I'm not expecting the television show to be anything. Yeah, I, I, I kind of wanted to come at it from reading the series first, and then maybe yeah. I'll watch after. Yeah, but um, it starts with Edwin like in the river and in the muck, right between her toes, and my daughter is very much a in the river in the muck kind of girl right mm -hmm. so it, like immediately she was like who is this girl i want to know more about her right and so you get this little like opening thing that's yeah. getting to know the town and how close they all are and like i get it as an author but like it got long-winded for her and then she was like okay we're getting into the story and then it's from Rand's point of view <laughs> she was like felt gypped basically yeah. as a girl coming in she's like well when's edwin coming back you know, and she does eventually, obviously, come back in, but she's like a side character. She is a side character. So you, well, it is an odd choice to start it with Edwin. The, the 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 thing is, the thing is, actually, she's she's a main character. I would actually yeah. go so far to say she actually is a main character. But you don't get her POV. Not 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 until later in the series. You start. You don't really oh, start so it getting. Oh, does come back to her. Oh no 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 no! Like like the first. Okay, so the thing you need to understand: the first three books, in particular are very much governor when he wrote them he wrote them back in the late 80s back yeah. when fantasy was was still very was coming out of lord of the rings still very much a part of it and his book was no different so the first three are very the first two are very ran centric in particular yes. yeah the, i totally get that totally yeah right right the first two the third book the third book from like her perspective like no no the, I, I, perspective I, I, of a nine-year-old who's never so been into epic fantasy, you know. Egwin gets to really start to get her perspective in the book too. That's when you start. That's when her books like so when she starts. I'm not going to give away what happens to her. It's interesting, right? It's a she that 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 that's an interesting thing. Book three diverse diverges. Rand is not in the third book very much at all, right? It's a, it's a, I'm not spoiling what happens, right? There's a re but again, there's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. There's a reason for that. And you get to see them expand Perrin, Matt, Egwene, Nina, Eve. Like all these characters start to get expanded in book two, but book three, they really, really expanded. And then books four, five, and six, which are my favorite books in the series. Like, this is still my favorite. 
he does it all. Like all these characters get their moments in the sun. All these characters awesome. get, yeah, it yeah. evolves to that. Right. But that's what I'm just saying. Like, like when the first book is very much a classic epic fantasy. Very yeah, much. I like how he takes his time. Like I personally really like that. Yeah. You know, we, we move slowly, but like for, for a young girl who wants action, she, I, I, she's holding I, on, but like she's like, okay. I, I, if she's if she can survive to the next book, she gets all the action in the okay. world she could possibly want. I um, right, right. Um, if she can hold on to the next book, this book very much is the beginning, and you see what happened again. It's very rand centric. This first book, and there's a reason for that. It's that second book is also very rand centric, but there's a reason for that. The third book is not very rand centric at all. And there's a reason for I that. Mean, and, and Rand is fine. Like, oh no, no, he's a fine but, character. She likes him. It's oh no, no. But but again, because of the nature of the the caveat of the series, like what the series is, like whole plot based on. Again, if I say it, I spoil it. So I'm not gonna. I'm gonna let you. So it has to be Rand for the first two books. There's there's a reason. There, and again, the second book it starts to fly. It starts to freaking fly. Like when when thing when he actually. Uh, goes out into the world a lot more. You get to see him on his own. Oh boy! Right, some of the things that happen to him are really, really interesting. And then, and then, like I said, book three, you should see all the other characters. Um, like Matt's one of my favorite point of view characters in the series. He's one of my favorites. He's and, mischievous. Not, yeah, oh right. no! Oh no, no! No! Like when you get to book four and when he becomes there, like I said, book four is the, a magic book. It's okay. a magic book because Perrin. Matt, Egwene, um, Elaine, um, like some of these characters that you have seen previously really get fleshed out, like really, really get fleshed out. And you get to see who they actually are. Matt goes through a very amazing change in book four. I'm not going to spoil it. So does parent to a lesser extent. And, and it's, it's really, really well done. And the book, and then from that point on, it's not, it is about Rand, but it's not just about Rand. It's about every, all these characters get the, these stories, these arcs, these, these, even some of the bad guys get some, some really cool point of view moments too. So you get, you get these really, so you get this amazing tapestry of a world and seeing the impact of what's going on, how it affects everybody in so many different ways. Right. And it's really, really well done, well thought out and everything ties together. Um, like, like I said, it, it's, it is a masterful work, honestly. I, I imagine it. like, yeah, how, how many people love it. That sort of got my attention and just the passion that the fan base. Oh yeah. Like I, again, and I, and I, I I'm have trying to, to really it. check this out. But yeah. yeah and, and, and as you get, and as I you, do have to get going though. I thought that this was going to be like a half hour. Yeah. 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 No. <laughs> So no 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 worries. Somewhere like, along the, the line, I thought it was a half hour. I'm like, okay, I can do that, but I have to get to my daughter. No no no, you, you should, you should, getting you ready should. for bed and all that yeah, stuff. No, no no, and you should. But before before you do that, let's do the proper thing. First off, I hope you had fun. Yes. Yes. Second second point. Yeah, if you do this again, just be warned. I have a big mouth that they. It's it's a it's a, it's a gift. Third, remember I always talked about earlier about like promoting your stuff. This is mm -hmm. the part you promote your stuff. Okay. Well, I've already been over a little bit. So do the full pitch. So do the full pitch. And it's about an empath or a girl who gets 
empathic abilities and the abilities to control other people's emotions, but it's more from a horror perspective, like what that does to her, what messing with people ends up backfiring and, and whatnot, and the different aspects of love in particular. Um, romantic love, as we talked about, but platonic, the love between her and her mother and like what that means. And so I explore that over the course of the series. It's got sexy time in it. Um, <laughs> and horror, you know, it's, it's not gory too much, but like there's a horror focus. So, um, and then I've got this little red string novelette that kind of goes with it. Um, it's adjacent to it, but it's more fast paced and fun. Whereas this is more of a slow build. Um, and I'm working on the second book in, in terms of like also working on marketing. And, you know, we went over all of that and all the different hats you have to wear as an author. Um, but I'm writing book two right now. And, you know, it's, it's gotten a pretty good reception. Um, I wrote it just to have the story out there. And the fact that people read it and like it and want more is like bonus gravy. You know, no. hey, if I ever hit the big time with it, I won't say no, you know, but um, my heart and soul went into it. So that's good. And people can find me at NikkiDeCaster.com. Um, I also host or co-host Basking in the Evergreen, which is the after show for the green room where I, I talk with whoever didn't win the green room. Oh, there you go. NikkiDeCaster.com. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I also do developmental editing, so with Phoenix Feather Edits. Exactly. So, and that will do it for this conversation, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know who's going to be in in exactly next week. I got, like I said, folks. As I said on the show, I am reducing the number of Twitch streams I'm doing with interviews as I'm doing more real live ones. Um, that's going to become more and more of a prevalent of a prevalence. But there will still be some, at least for the winter. Uh, I'm not going to say how many because I don't know. I'm changing the town, talking to a little bit more of a video game base, but we'll we'll figure out what that actually looks like. So thank you, Nikki, for coming on my show. And to everybody watching, everybody listening, thank you for watching, thank you for listening. Stay inspired, keep shining in the dark, and I'll see you next time. Starting with episode 1011, the, the Twitch era of the Just Joshing podcast is officially over. We are now in the midst of a transformation to a travel show, the Twitch travel era. 1011 is my first travel show. Barb Sim is my guest. There's going to be a variety of these things. Now, if you want to see all the travel episodes well before they ever come out as officially part of Canon on the show, check out patreon.com slash justjoshingdiecast. Five bucks gets you access to all the interviews up there so far. There's a bunch of them up there that are going to be coming real soon. More are going up there right now, including SDCC. So if you are interested in supporting the podcast, the best way to do it, if you got a couple bucks, go to patreon.com slash just joshing podcast. Josh. Josh.